Hello, welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of the Conversation, we'll talk with Claudia Arco, Fairfax County Government Relations Office, about what the Government Relations Office does and what Government Relations is. Relations with the government? I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. Claudia, thanks for uh, being on the podcast. Thank you for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. So uh, let's start with that. Um, a brief explanation and then we'll dive further in. But when we're talking about the Government Relations Office for Fairfax County, when you're at dinner parties, when you're out and you say, I work for the Fairfax County Government Relations Office, and people say, Well, what is it that you do? Sure. What, what do you do? What is it? So um, really the term that people are probably more familiar with is lobbyist. Um, so essentially that's what I am. I represent um, the county at both the state and federal levels um, at the Virginia General Assembly and then also um, with the U.S. Congress. Okay. Isn't that a bad connotation? Bad name there? Um, you know, I think it does get a little <laughs> bit of a, a, a bad rap sometimes. Um, I think it's interesting that in Virginia we use the term lobbyist, but really lobbyist is just a, term, a way of describing advocacy. Mm. Um, we really just advocate for the county's positions that are developed by the Board of Supervisors and represent the okay. county's interests. Um, there are, of course, private sector lobbyists, and um, I think sometimes people think more of, oh, taking people out to dinner or um, those kinds of things, sending gifts and things like that, and we don't do mm-hmm. um, any of that sort of thing. Um, we're county employees, just like all other county employees, and um, really our ability to influence is, um, you know, representing board positions and, and talking to legislators and explaining to them um, how the county does things or what affects county residents, um, which are really their constituents as well. And so mm-hmm. we have kind of a shared um, interest. Are there a, a lot of issues or topics or things that you need to lobby on behalf of Fairfax County? I mean... So the primary focus, think? the primary focus of our office is lobbying the state. Um, we do work on federal issues as well, but the state tends to get more of our focus because Virginia is what's called a Dillon Rule state, mm. which essentially means that all the authorities and powers that local governments have, they receive from the state. So if the state doesn't give us authority to do something, then we can't do it. Um, that goes, you know, from small things to big things. And so um, there is quite a lot of emphasis uh, for local governments to really interact with the state, pay a lot of attention to what's going on at the General Assembly, because all of those things that um, that they make decisions on can affect what the county can do, what the county can't do. Mm. Um, and, and when county residents want us to do a particular thing, of course, the first thing we have to find out is do we have authority to do it? And so um, so that can be a huge range of issues, really. I mean, this county is a large county, so mm-hmm. we're involved in a lot of different things. And so, yes, the number of issues that we get involved in um, is wide-ranging and significant. And also the Board of Supervisors is very much engaged in the legislative process. Mm-hmm. And so they really are interested in everything from K-12 and transportation to land use to elections um, to public safety, environment, energy conservation. Mm. So we, we kind of try to cover the waterfront. Okay. And so trying to make sure that I can understand it, uh, legislation enacted at the state level, mm-hmm. which we, you know, a lot of people say, you know, in Richmond. That's right. You know, the capital um, affects Fairfax County residents. That's right. So the Board of Supervisors for Fairfax County Mm -hmm. may want to do something different or have a different viewpoint on that. So your office, the legislative or government relations office, tries to 
influence that decision or, or educate the legislators? That's right. Maybe so, be a better way of saying it? Yeah. So there's um, a couple of things that we do. So first, every year we adopt a legislative program. Um, the board adopts a legislative program um, and a human services issue paper for the state. We also adopt a federal program um, that's similar, but of course the federal process is a little bit slower and a little bit different. Um, and so the legislative program will have board positions on particular issues. Mm-hmm. We support more funding for K-12. We support equitable transportation funding. We support funding for transit. Um, we support incentives for environmental conservation, things like that. Um, and so that'll be laid out um, in our legislative program. And those are kind of broad parameters for our staff to use as we work on legislation during the session. There are also sometimes bills that the county will initiate. So the board mm. decides that we need new authority to do something in particular. Um, and so that is a bill that we would work on drafting. We would work with one of our legislators to patron it or be the sponsor of the bill. And then we would provide all the staff support to that legislator throughout the session. So. Mm talking points, background information, um, if we needed to have county staff come down to Richmond to speak on the bill mm. or, or share some background at a meeting, we would coordinate that. And so we would kind of follow that bill all through the process. Um, but then, and that and that we may have, you know, a, ha- a small handful of bills every oh, year, sometimes maybe only one or two. Um, but then there's all the other bills that the General Assembly considers. So in a typical session, we might consider 3,000 bills. Wow. Um, and so of those probably, and our legislative staff will look at all of them to see, does this affect the county? Do we care gonna, about this? Yeah. Um, so we'll go through all of them. And then um, we have what we call a legislative review team, which is representatives from most county agencies, certainly the larger ones, um, have basically a point person that interacts with us and, and represents their agency. And so through our computer database, we'll send out all these bills Um, to various staff for review. So we might have a bill that I look at and I say, well, our tax department should look at it, the county attorney's office should look at it, the fire department should look at it, and the police department should look at it. And so then those, the staff people from those agencies will see it, they'll look at it, and then they'll give us an analysis of the bill. Yes, we care about the bill and it's Mm -hmm. great for us, we'd like Mm -hmm. to see this happen, we care about it, but we hate it, we want want this to die. Or, you know, it's really fine, but we'd like to fix it. It causes this one little problem or something could make it better. And so then we take that information um, and go through and determine what are sort of the higher priorities and then take those to the Board of Supervisors and then they'll take positions on the bills. Because ultimately the board or the policymakers, they're the ones who decide what we're going to take positions on what we're not. And so staff just really makes those recommendations. So the board takes the position and then you and your office... Are the soldiers and then carry that's out right. The, so here's your... a bill that we oppose, and so when that bill comes up in subcommittee or full committee, we might stand up and explain why the mm-hmm. county opposes it. We might work with other local governments or mm-hmm. other interested groups that have representatives in right. Richmond. Work with our legislators. We have a large general assembly delegation, um, 26 members, and so we would let them know that we have concerns about it, um, and sort of again follow it all the way through the right. process, trying to either change it or, um, you know, make it better. Um, or make it happen if it's one that we support. Virginia's a fairly large state. Mm -hmm. A lot of counties, cities, Mm -hmm. jurisdictions. do, Do every one of them have lobbyist legislative staff there in Richmond? Yeah, no, they don't. Um, most most of the larger localities, most of the Northern Virginia localities have staff that will go down to the General Assembly, a lot of the Hampton Roads localities, Richmond area localities. And then um, 
for smaller localities that either don't have the resources or ability to, to have that amount of focus. Um, there's the Virginia Association of Counties um, and the Virginia Municipal League, which represent localities. Mm. You know, the Virginia Association of Counties, of course, represents counties. The Municipal League represents mostly cities and towns. And um, they will. They also have a presence in Richmond. Gotcha. They're down there with their team of lobbyists um, that work on local government issues right. full time. And so we work with them very closely as well. Um, Fairfax County is a member of Virginia Association of Counties or VACO. Um, we have six of our board members are on the VACO board of directors. And mm. so they're very, very active in that. Um, and so for smaller localities in particular, um, that's how they get their information, um, you know, knowledge about what's going on during the session, and then that's their ability to influence is through those associations. What kind of logistics and, and, you know, give me a a civics lesson, if you will. Mm -hmm. General Assembly in Virginia is is when? So it starts the second Wednesday in January, and during even-numbered years, it lasts 60 days. During odd-numbered years, it lasts 45 days. Um, the reason that it's set up that way is because Virginia does two-year budgeting or biennium budgeting. And so in an even year, um, we do a new two-year budget mm. from start to finish. And so that session is expected to be a little bit longer because the budget process is a little bit longer. In an odd year, there are really just amendments that are made to the mm. budget adopted the previous year. And so it's intended to be a little bit of a less um, time-consuming process, mm-hmm. although the number of bills considered in both of those types of sessions are similar. In a long session, you might get more like 3,200 bills. In a short session, maybe it's more like 28 or 2,900. Yeah. Um, but it's but it's similar. Yeah. Um, and so that's from January through in a in a long session. The session runs about until the middle of March, and um, in a short session, it runs usually until the end of February. Mm-hmm. So you got a pretty uh, short work year. <laughs> yeah, I was, I've been waiting this whole way. time to it throw that It seems that, joke that way, out and a lot of people do ask us, "Well, what do you do the yeah. rest of the year? Is yeah. there anything happening?" The right. GA's done another nine months. Um, yeah, so um, our process is very much a cycle, and so the General Assembly meets, and six weeks after that, they come back for a day. It's called the veto session or the reconvene session to act on the governor's amendment. So the governor can amend or veto um, bills or um, items in the budget that he has issues with or concerns about. And so during those six weeks, we prepare, you know, we kind of close out the session, prepare our final report, which um, is a report to the board of what happened basically during the session, um, and then prepare for the veto session. And then after the veto session, we really have maybe a small little break. Um, And then we start over the summer, um, really at the end of May, we start sending out solicitations to county agencies for the next legislative program. So over the summer, we ask county agencies to send us their updates to positions in the legislative program, their Mm. ideas for new initiatives if they have them. Of course, the Board of Supervisors will send us new issues anytime um, during the year. And so then we spend the summer really kind of starting to get it together for next year. We'll start meeting with the Board of Supervisors in September um, in legislative committee meetings, and we'll start presenting updated drafts of all these documents, we'll present Mm -hmm. new items, Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll meet with them usually about four times in the fall. Um, And then our state legislative program, the draft will be presented for a public hearing in November at the November board meeting. Mm -hmm. And then at the December board meeting is when the board will adopt it. And then our federal program kind of runs through all that time, Mm -hmm. too. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a little more of a constant process. I know. uh, 
several minutes ago when you were talking, I actually jotted down before, during, and after. I know that's very simplistic, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it seems like, I mean, three three main cycles, you know, right. preparing, right. then the, the, the battle during the session, yes. and then the cleanup afterwards yep. and that kind of thing. Is there one period that's harder than, than the other? So the time that the General Assembly in session is incredibly challenging, incredibly busy. Um, it's also very interesting and it's exciting and um, and and so there's a lot of uh, sort of fun things about it, um, but it's an exhausting time for our staff. Mm. We are basically in Richmond all the time. Um, we basically live down there during that um, part of the year, and then we come up on Friday afternoons to brief the Board of Supervisors every Friday wow. um, and recommend positions to them and let them know what's happening with the budget or any items of particular interest. Um, and then and those meetings can run two to four hours. Um, and so the board will take positions on a number of bills, and then we prepare a report that we send out to our legislators by Monday, um, letting them know what all the board actions are. So that, you know, my staff does that over the weekend. Um, and then on Monday, you know, or by Sunday, we're back down in Richmond again wow. and sort of, you know, going every day. So right. during that period of time, it's it's very, very difficult. You right. know, we're we're taking phone calls and emails anytime, night or day, weekends. Right. Um, and But, you know, it's a specific period of time and you kind of know what it is and right. you, um, you deal with it. And because it's a cycle, you, you yeah. know how to yeah. kind of prioritize your yeah. life a little bit for it. Around the County Conversation, talking with Claudia Arco, Fairfax County Government Relations Office. Uh, affectionately referred to herself as a lobbyist earlier on, but uh, dealing with uh, government relations with the state legislators and federal legislators and Fairfax County's legislation and how it all works together with state rules and federal rules and that kind of thing. Um, you talk about the, the staff or the folks mm -hmm. that work in the government relations office. Give us a little overview of that. How, how many people are we talking? How big? And then I've got just a really dumb question when you're talking <laughs> about, you know, we live in Richmond, you know, for the, yeah. for the session. Where do you live? Is it like mm -hmm. a hotel? You rent a, you know, Airbnb or, you yep. know, what, what, what's going on there? So um, we have our little team of government relations staff that works all year long on government relations. There are three of us that are full time and we have a part time staff person. And then during the General Assembly session, we borrow staff from some other agencies. Mm, so we borrow somebody from the county attorney's office. Oh, okay. um, he's a land use attorney. He comes down to Richmond with us full time. We borrow somebody from the Department of Transportation. She's an expert on transportation. Sure. She comes down with us full time. And then we have a contract lobbyist for human services issues, and she's in Richmond full-time as well. Um, and so that's kind of our little team. And mm -hmm. then I mentioned mm -hmm. the legislative review team, which is, you know, point people from county agencies right, right, right. that are back here in, in, uh, in Fairfax. Um, so our lobbyists um, go down to the General Assembly, and we're down there pretty much Sunday through Friday. Every week we stay in hotels. Um, Every year we research, you know, what kinds of hotel, I and mean, we sort of end up back at the same ones right. because they're the ones that are in close proximity and, and um, have good rates and things like that. We've looked at other options, but sometimes other options don't work very well. Um, there are some legislators because, of course, legislators are in the same position. They have to go down um, and basically live down mm, there during true. the session that's unless true. they're from the Richmond yeah. area. Um, and so some of them have uh, done things like Airbnbs and things like that or, or condos and short-term mm -hmm. rentals of, of that nature. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, we're down and there pretty much all the time. Kind of part of the, the stuff you don't think about because I, right. I can't I, – I imagine having to make a drive to Richmond mm -hmm. every day, you know, would, would not be feasible it's, because it really, early morning, late yeah. night, it, it it's really not a 9-to-5 job. No, I mean the um, – so – 
most people are probably more familiar with Congress and what that schedule looks like. And so sometimes if you watch, say, on C-SPAN, you'll see the floor of the House or the Senate. No House members or senators are there. They may be off in committees, but the floor session is going on and people sort of come in and out when there are votes, but they're not there all the time. In Virginia, the General Assembly, committees and subcommittees don't meet when there's a floor session. So when there's a floor session, all the House members, all the Senate members are there on the floor and they're Mm -hmm. debating bills and they're voting on them. And so those sessions can be 30 minutes or an hour, sometimes longer. Um, But nothing else is going on during that time. So committees and subcommittees have to meet either before or after. Mm -hmm. And so that means all of that committee work has to be done either starting early in the morning, sometimes as early as 6.30 or 7.00. Um, and, and can go late into the night, wow. five, six, seven, ten. Wow. sometimes if they have long days. And so um, so you couldn't feasibly, you know, it's at least a two-hour drive from yeah. here. You yeah. couldn't feasibly try to do four hours every day. And it's really not realistic for, for people to, you know, be at their best and be doing their Absolutely. jobs when they're spending that much time on Absolutely. the road. So that is a part of yeah. what we do. Yeah. We, we've talked a lot about the office, what it is, you know, you guys do, you guys uh, are involved with. Are there a couple of, I mean, you kind of hit some topic areas mm-hmm. like transportation, land use, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Are there any examples of some, uh, like from the last session or something or, or coming up that you could provide our listeners about things that you've Sure. So on? two of our biggest um, funding priorities are transportation and K-12, and those are always the case, and they're always big issues in the budget. There's always um, bills about that. But there are always um, issues separate from that that become kind of the issue of the session. In the last couple of sessions, one of the big issues for local governments has been the issue of short-term rentals. And mm-hmm. um, the General Assembly really got into this issue a couple of years ago. Um, some localities have prohibited short-term rentals in their locality, and I think there was some interest in saying, well, you have to be able to allow short-term rentals everywhere. And, um, you know, Airbnb, VRBO, FlipKey, and those kinds of things. Mm. And so um, and so during the 2016 General Assembly, there was legislation basically saying, localities, you can't really prohibit these types of businesses, and they have to be allowed to operate and be treated like any other residents. Mm. Of course, the distinction is that you're operating a business in your residence, and so that mm. is different than just living in your residence and, um, you know, operating as a family. And so... Um, during the 2016 General Assembly, there was a lot of focus on that. What ended up happening was that the legislation got sent to a study over the summer. So over the summer, um, there are often legislative commissions and study groups mm. and things that meet during okay. the off session. And this was one. Um, they had several meetings over the summer, heard from different interest groups, um, lots of conversation. And so when the 2017 General Assembly started, Um, We also saw legislation on this topic. And what we ended up with was a bill that basically said, local governments, you have the authority to regulate this. Um, And they provided us some new authorities to create a registry of Mm. short-term rentals. um, And you could charge a penalty if people failed to register um, or if they had zoning violations and other things like that. So they basically gave us authority without... Um, a lot of re- restrictions on our, our oh, local okay. authority, okay. which is which is great, which is what we mm-hmm. wanted. And so now, actually, as a result of that, the board and the county are going through a process um, with a lot of public involvement and a lot of interest group involvement to really look at that issue and see, you know, what are we going to allow here in Fairfax County? What kinds of things are we going to allow mm-hmm. people to do in their homes? Are we talking about every kind of home? Are we talking about rentals all the time? Um, and so that process is sort of going on now, the implementation wow. process of that. But that was one, um, for example, that right. we spent quite a lot of right. time on. Just one. Just one. 
Just one, yep. That's so right. i got to ask you the question, how in the world did you get into this line of business? <laughs> so um, when I was in high school, I'm from Florida originally. When I was in high school, I had the opportunity to be a congressional page. Oh, neat. And um, so I came up to the U.S. House of Representatives for a semester, my junior year in high school, and just fell in love with it. Right. Didn't think I was particularly interested in government, but I really liked it, liked the legislative process, and so um, kind of knew that that was something that I was interested in. So I came up to this area for college. I went to Georgetown and um, just really had the the thought that this was what I wanted to do. Um, and uh, I actually have my master's in international relations, but mm. um, and so I kind of thought I was more on that side, but um, I got a job on Capitol Hill and started working on those types of issues, mm -hmm. um, foreign affairs and defense, but also energy and environment and all kinds of things, because, right. you know, on Capitol Hill, you kind of start to work yeah, on a lot yeah. of different issues. Um, and so I spent time um, both in the House and in the Senate. And then, uh, you know, I have a family and that schedule was a little bit of a challenge. And so um, came here to the county. They were looking to be a little bit more active federally than what they had mm. been. They were doing a lot at the state level, right. um, but not as much at the federal level. And so that was 12 years ago, I guess. Wow. And then Here you are today. That's what happened, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Advice you would give folks that maybe are, maybe, may, 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 may A, want to get involved mm -hmm. in, in this type of area of work or maybe someone like you that didn't think it's something of interest. I mean, any, sure. any advice? Or? You know, I think, um, especially if you're in this area, there are so many opportunities. There's obviously all kinds of government, all levels of government, nonprofits, you know, all different kinds of associations and think tanks. And, um, and really, when I was in college, I just did a lot of internships. Mm -hmm. um, I had an internship for Senator Ted Kennedy on Capitol Hill. I had an internship at the French Embassy because my university was near there, um, things like that, and just kind of got to see different things, figure out where my interest really was, what did I really want to do, um, and then, you know, got a job on Capitol Hill. And, and, and this the nice thing about this kind of work is that you're covering the waterfront. There's all different kinds mm -hmm. of issues, whether your subject interest is energy or environment, whether it's foreign affairs. Right. Um, and so there's lots of opportunities if you just kind of take advantage of those opportunities to meet different people sure. and really kind of try different things out. Um, I think one of the things about the legislative process is that the legislative process is similar no matter where you're working. Mm. Um, and so you may or may not um, become more of a subject matter expert, but you kind of, once you sort of figure out how the legislative process mm -hmm. works, it doesn't matter that much what issue you're working on. The right, process right, is essentially right. the same, and you can translate that to a lot of things. So, I mean, I think this is a great area for yeah. people who are yeah, interested absolutely. in that kind of thing. Um, slam out of time, uh, 15, 20 seconds, kind of wrap it up. Residents who want to get involved, know more, learn more, know what the county is doing mm -hmm. on a legislative basis, how, how the state legislative leg, legislation is affecting the county. Is there uh, information from your office on the, the county website somewhere? Where can they yes, get so that? on the fairfaxcounty.gov website, if you go to the Board of Supervisors page, you'll see links to our legislative program, our mm -hmm. human services issue paper, all of our federal documents, our final report from the General Assembly, which has some narrative and describes things that happened during the General Assembly. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you can go, if you Google Virginia General Assembly, there's a legislative information system that can give you more information about bills, um, about who your legislator is. Um, and then we meet with the board in legislative committee several times during the fall and then every Friday during the legislative session. And those are posted on the county website as well on okay. the public meetings calendar. Awesome. So people can come and listen if they oh, want. Wow. Or we're now we're going to be live streamed. And so oh, yeah, people right. could watch from home if they want. 
Very good. A lot of great information. Claudia, thank you so much. I, I know I have learned a ton. Thank and you I'm for sure, having I'm me. sure there's a ton more I could ask you, but again, <laughs> we're slam out of time. Thank you. Claudia Arco, Fairfax County Government Relations Office with us today. A lot of great information, and uh, thank you for listening. If you need to get more Fairfax County news and event information, you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news, or you could call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for joining us on the County Conversation, produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.